You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 70, featuring special guest Ian Saunders, most notably from the national tour of Bullets Over Broadway. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Vera, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, then welcome. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, The Actor Aesthetic Tribe. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Did y'all know that Actor Aesthetic has an online store? Yeah, you heard me right. You can now search through the Actor Aesthetic shop to find downloadable cover letter samples, resume templates, audition journal spreadsheets, and hundreds of audition song suggestions categorized by voice type and genre. Level up your audition game and go to actoraesthetic.com shop. Hey friends, it's Maggie here, and I am so excited to share with you yet another episode featuring a special guest. Today's guest is Ian Saunders. As an actor, Ian toured the country in Bullets Over Broadway and has worked regionally at the Olney Theater Center, the Fireside Theater, Engeman Theater, Goodman Theater, Marriott Theater, Goodspeed Opera House, Kansas City Starlight, and Connecticut Repertory Theater. Ian received his BFA in musical theater from Texas State University. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Well, thanks, Ian, so much for coming oh, on the podcast. <laughs> this has been a long time coming, has it not? It has. <laughs> I would love to know first where you grew up and how you got involved in theater. Ooh. <laughs> how much time do you got? Okay. Um, so I grew up in Michigan, like 45 minutes from Detroit in a little town called Wald Lake, Michigan. I was always a performer, mm. just like around the house. Yeah. And, you know, I had a little sister, Anna, who's also a performer. How much younger is she than you? Uh, almost two years. Okay. But she was only a grade younger than me when we were in elementary school to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so... She was she she and I were always riffing off each other mm-hmm. and just always performing for our parents. Like there's a video on Thanksgiving where I'm performing a turkey <laughs> celebration, and my mom was like, "All right, Ian, let Anna perform now." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Okay." How old were you? Oh, five. Oh. I know it, and like I remember watching. I was just like, "Yeah, I was." They should have known by then. Um, so you grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. Did you take like? Uh, Dance class, or did you do shows? So, What'd you do? When I was like six, mm-hmm. I went to this church fair thing. Okay. And a church fair thing. It was so, you know like a church fundraiser. Okay. okay. Yeah, you know it was yeah, like yeah. the summer, and they were having people perform, and they had the local dance studio, mm-hmm. and they had the all the boys dancing to Space Jam, and I just went. I want to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> and like, you know, because that was the hit movie yeah. and everything. And, you know, it was all guys dancing. So you're just like, wait, that's actually cool? Yeah. I'm going to do that. And 
And so they signed me up. And I'm like, I'd taken like dance lessons at preschool. Okay. Like, you know, basic, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. lift up your arms. You're letting go of the balloon. Yeah. Or, you know, like stuff <laughs> like that. Baby ballet. Baby ballet. <laughs> so I was like already exposed to it. And mm-hmm. I, I think at that point, I had already seen the Nutcracker a bunch. Yeah. And they took me to see the first or second national tour of Beauty and the Beast. So we've been exposed to theater and they always had took us to the high school that I eventually went to, the mm-hmm. musicals there. Mm-hmm. So I was always exposed to something theatrical. Okay. And then I was dancing for basically 11 years at this dance studio. How often would you take class? So it, it started off, you know, like maybe once a week. Okay. And then it grew to twice a week. And then it eventually, once I was in middle school, it was basically three to four and then as I got into high school like sometimes five days a week but I was there almost four out four to five hours there did this grow into like competition dance so we we were a competition studio because we went to competitions but we weren't like going every other weekend okay and and like good yeah you know just enough to get us exposed to like understand where we stood in the world of dance okay and so I was there for a while, but then when I was in high school, I wanted to do choir. Mm-hmm. And actually, like the way that it was set up in my school district, I was going to go to one school. But because I kept going seeing theater at the other high school, which I knew did amazing theater, like you know, you know how local adults are just like, oh, it's it's almost as good as Broadway, mm-hmm. which we all know now that we're grown up. It's <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Thank you. It was but a school. but like <laughs> as a kid, I would see that. I'm just like that was some totally. amazing theater. Totally. And it's like that's where I want to get trained. And my first show there was Annie. Of course. Of course. Like typical, typical mm-hmm. musical theater dreams. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any lines at first. Hmm. And then one of the seniors got kicked out of the show. And they're like, Ian, you need to say this line about Herb- Herbert Hoover. And I was like, amazing. Like I stood on a box, I was like, listen to this, you know, getting all political about <laughs> Herbert Hoover and how he, you know, was doing terrible things to the poor people and everything. And mm. and that was like, I guess my big break um, <laughs> as far as like acting, because I never really acted. So I did that. Annie was your first show? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. So Because my sister, she had done shows as a kid. Okay. But like I kept watching her and I was like, you know, I kind of want to go to this school. Uh, and then Annie was my first show okay. as a high schooler. And then my choir was going to New York City. I had never seen a Broadway show. Oh. That, I d- that I definitely remember. Okay. So I was going to see my first Broadway show. Which was? Mary Poppins. Oh, perfect. So, I think it was 14? Yeah. 14-year-old Ian seeing Gavin Lee dancing with Ashley Brown mm. and just being like, this is what I want. And, and that and whole tap sequence. That whole, that whole show. Yeah. And just, but because like Mary Poppins was one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. Yeah. And I was with my dad. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't with my mom, hmm. which, you know, she was the one that knew that I was going to be a performer. And my dad was an engineer. Hmm. But my dad was still so supportive of my dancing career. Yeah. But it was like in that moment that I, after the show, I just went to my dad. And I was just like, dad, I want to, go to school for musical theater. I want to do that for the rest of my life. And he kind of just went, all right, well, we got to figure out how to do this. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's good because that segues to my next question, which was, so we both know that you went to Texas State, but what made you decide to go to school for musical theater? I knew I wasn't going to be in the ballet. Yeah. I wasn't built for it, nor was it really encouraged of me. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Just like... I'm not going to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. And the contemporary world, we weren't really exposed to as far as like contemporary companies and everything. And we were in Michigan. 
if I was in the city, it would probably be a different story. Yeah. And really what we were exposed to was like cruises, Disney, and Broadway. Yeah. And what was really pushed was because a lot of people did Disney. Yeah. Not that it's a bad thing, but I just was like, I don't want to go to Orlando. Yeah. It's hot. <laughs> it's hot in <laughs> here. You're from Michigan. You're used to it. Well, I am. You're used but to like, the cold. Oh, I was just like, I don't want to be in hot weather. Yeah. All the time. I need some winter. Yeah. I need something familiar. Um, and, you know, like, my parents are from Maine, so I understood the East Coast. And so it was kind of like I'm rebelling against my dance studio doing that. Mm. So I was just like, you know what? I, I'm i going to go to school for musical theater. Okay. And the more and more I was, like, thinking about it, I was like, you know, okay, I, I'm going to be serious about it. And so, like, I did like a play mm-hmm. and it kind of conflicted with dance. And then I left my senior year because I want to do this thing called forensics, which is basically speech and debate. Cool. And I was like, I just want to be able to expose myself to yeah. as much acting because I really haven't gotten any act, formal acting until Jim Price one-on-one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, Jim Price was our teacher in uh, school at Texas State. Oh yes. Mr. <laughs> Fancy Pants. Um, so I just knew that that's where it was. And Very interesting. So I wanted to make sure I got. Did you uh, did you prep with anyone for college auditions? Yes, I did both MTCA and Moo and Mariana. Yes, cool. because they were still together at that time. I highly recommend to anyone that ever anyone. asks me about prepping for college auditions, I say MTCA or Mariana. They're great. They're both great, and even like I've heard a lot of people. Uh, I've just met people who went to my sister's school, uh-huh. Coles of Carolina, uh-huh. and they were all Dave Clemens kids. Yeah, there you go. And, I, and they're like, yeah, we're all weird and we love rock. And I'm just like, oh yeah, you fit Dave so Clemens to Dave a T. <laughs> right. And it's just like, you got to know who fits your crowd. And yeah, Dave totally. Clemens is like, he's just like, just be who you are. And mm-hmm. he'll like find the right pop rock, but he'll also know exactly which musical theater song it is. Totally. Like just by listening to your voice. Totally. You got to find the right coach. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it came down to. So you worked with both of them. Yes. And Moo gave me, oh, I forgot which monologue she gave me but it was a really good one and Mm -hmm. it was you know a teenager one like I was having an argument with my mom (laughs) so So, angsty so angsty what'd you sing for them do you remember yeah I sang Desert Island all-time top five well I can't remember the whole title but remember very long title well and here's the thing I when they slate when I slated that they were just like what okay great (laughs) thank you but I think they heard high fidelity and they're like oh okay we know that and just in time just in time. Yes, which is a Texas State staple. staple. <laughs> and so, like, when we got that assignment, when we went to school, You're I was just out. like, I already know this song. For those of you who don't know, basically, I don't even know if Caitlin does this anymore, to be honest. So, basically, Caitlin Hopkins, who's the head of Texas State, she had, at the time, she had... Was it every freshman like every freshman every year? Freshman our first class, assignment. Your first assignment was to learn just in time, and you would have to perform it in our BFA class in front of everyone. Um, and you could do it however really you wanted. Like I know some people did like slow jazzy versions. Some people did like really up tempo fun ones. But yeah. it was like all about singing the. Sa- everyone is singing these same words, the same notes. How do you do it differently than the rest? And how do you find with such not vague. Vague is not the right word. It, it, they're t- they're, they tend they, to be, they can vague. be vague. They're but vague like, lyrics. basically, you can take those out of context yeah. of the show and yeah. you can put it in any context. I put it, I think what I did is that I was chasing someone in the airport that I, I wanted to, this. and I wanted to propose to them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Aww. And like, I, when I did it as a monologue, I was like in fully it. in it. And I was like one of my first acting, and people loved it. And I, I mean, was just like, I would. I'm, That's so fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then singing it was. A challenge yeah because then you're like you have to you have to like fight against the just like the gentle nature of the song 
but I was still finding a hard time tapping into it because I didn't believe that I was an actor yet. I just believed that I was a dancer. Hmm. That's interesting. I know. So you sang that song for college auditions. Yeah. And then how was that process like for you? This is how different it was. Yeah. Mariana was just like, you should audition for Texas State. And I was yeah. like, okay, right. what's there? And they're like, well. It was a brand new program at the time, right? Brand new. They were just started. And they're like, well, their choreographer is Robin Lewis, who is now the head of. Writer. Writer. Mm-hmm. Who's been, he's been doing nothing but great things there, which is very great. Uh, so his, so he was approaching his second year when he was auditioning me. Okay. And I couldn't make it to any of the MTCA or MOO private auditions for that school. Because okay. they, they were able to do that because still musical theater auditions for Texas State and in general were still kind of like not like they the like yeah they were small yeah i mean but it was still kind of crazy though because like american idol and glee had just come out so everyone believed that they could do musical theater which was yeah, like great that's a good point but though. glee had come out my senior year yeah so, so everyone wanted to so do everyone it. wanted a, like a hand in like performing which was yeah. great um so i talked to mariana and i was just like i don't know if i can make this audition so she goes well why don't you see if you can do a private audition okay so i emailed caitlin i was like mm-hmm. so I have to come in on this day because then I have tech for Les Mis, which was my senior show, which was, I know. Um, but I still want to be able to for this program because I really, 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 really love what you on paper have. Yeah. And she was like, great. Um, we also have someone else who wants to audition here. So we're going to just dance you both, sing you, act you both. Wow, and great. Yeah. On campus? On campus. Amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so different now. <laughs> it's so different. And when I tell people that, they're just like, there's no what? way you did that. And I was like, I did. When did you find out that you got in? The next day. Wow. Did That's she call all. you? Did she tell you? So in she she left a voicemail. Oh. Yes. And I and I went, Mom, Caitlin called me. Oh. And we had just landed. And I was like, Mom, I have to call her. She goes, Okay. And I'm calling her. Or no, she was away. And mm-hmm. I just I just like called her right back. Mm-hmm. Did she say anything in that in that voicemail? Did she, she goes, just we just really, could you please call me back as soon as you get this? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, yes. And so I called her back and she, the reason why I knew I wanted to go there yeah. was like, she just was so upfront. She goes, I just think you're blank amazing. Yeah. And I was just like. She really is. She's very blunt. And she was very blunt about that. And that's when I just went, if she's going to be that real, yeah. that quickly, mm-hmm. and she just knows that I'm supposed to be there. Yeah. You also want, I mean, you want to go to a school that really wants you and like believes in you in that way. Well, and like, because, and the one reason why I really wanted to go is because Robin Lewis was in Fosse. He was the dance captain. Oh, yeah. And like, still one of my dreams is to be a choreographer, mm-hmm. but like I really knew then. Now I'm just like trying to map out my career mm-hmm. that will eventually lead me there. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, I think she really took to heart that like, she knew my curriculum was not going to be the same. Totally. I really believe that that our first class, she knew that we were changing the landscape of musical theater colleges. I agree. And she created a curriculum for yeah. each one of your unique qualities. Take me to after graduation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you graduated in... 2014. 2014. Okay. Yes. So... What were your plans after graduation? Did you have a job lined up or were you... Yeah, so actually what was great was that Cassie was still working at Connecticut Repertory Theater. Okay, Cassie is our... Cassie Abate, she's our... Mm -hmm. The head of dance. Head of dance, yep. The musical theater program at Texas State. Amazing, amazing woman. She came at the right time. Yeah. Of my dancing in college. Right, because she came in what year? My junior year. year. My junior year. Okay. And that's when I was like struggling to find the love for dance. Yeah. I was having a hard time and she was just like... 
really she, challenged like, me. Oh, that. she reignited and challenged me. Cool. Well, and then she was also very much of my choreographer choreography career. Yeah. She really helped me push for that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, she was doing a course line, mm-hmm. and I had worked with her the year before with uh, Drowsy Chaperone, which okay. was a dream. And these were at Connecticut Rep. Yes, mm-hmm. and then then so literally I did showcase. Okay. And then I went to a chorus line. Okay. Like, I want to say like a, month later. a month or two. Yeah, less than a month later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we graduated in May and it starts in about June. Yeah. And I was Mike, mm-hmm. which was a, a dream. <laughs> because I saw it was, I saw a chorus line that first New York trip yeah, on, Broadway, on Broadway. And I was like, that's me. Yeah. Like, I'm not Italian, but that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, actually, I did a pop concert uh, for my freshman year and I did that did that song because I was like I, yeah I can do that yeah. you know I, I can do that yeah um it just fit me so well yeah. and then I got to do it professionally and I was like this is a dream so you were not yet living in New York no not yet um <laughs> funny thing about a chorus line yes that was the show that I was going through what if I never perform again huh. not because of like injury but just because I was like this is my first professional show out of college hmm. I was like this is scary. Yeah. This was really scary. Okay. So I had no plans of moving yet, but I knew I wanted to. Like okay. it was going to happen. Um and so we were doing this main trip with my mom because we wanted to visit my grandmother and then we were gonna come back down and I was gonna go to this audition. And I went to this audition and it was led by Alex Sanchez, who's the choreographer for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think I looked him up or they told me that he was like this. Broadway choreographer or Broadway performer. He's done like 10 plus shows. shows. Yeah. And he did Fosse. And I was just like, oh, this guy's my wheelhouse. And he was like my height and a little shorter. So I was Uh like, oh, this is going to be great. He knows, like, I know him. He knows me. So fast forward like two months because it was now August, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move to New York. And you hadn't heard yet? Hadn't heard a thing. Okay. So you were but playing. my agent had gotten me a, um, he got me an audition for Anything Goes Tour. So I was just like, great. Why don't I go in for that? Because it's perfect. We just did the show my senior year. So I'm very familiar with everything. Yeah. And I'm on the plane. And I turn off my phone. And we're on the, we're like about to get on the runway. And then we stop. And they're like, Ladies and gentlemen, you can get back on your phones. We're going to be here for a little while. It's like, oh, great. So I pull my phone and I get a bunch of messages from my agent. Man, if you ever want a job offer, Ian, you just got to go on a flight. Because... Well, <laughs> and this is how crazy it you was. You tend to get some good news on flights. I, and I literally see my agent and he's like, call me back, call me back. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And then he was just like, yeah, so um, are you able to go to Chicago this Saturday? I was like, wow. huh? And they're like, yeah, you booked on the town. I was like, what? Wow. So I, so they booked me for ensemble chip understudy and right. they're like, you're, are you packed? I'm like, I'm packed as if I'm going to move. I'm ready to go. But can True. I leave? Yeah. I think they wanted me to go Sunday. I was like, can I go Saturday? Yeah. And so I just set it up just cause I was like, I just want to make sure I'm ready. Yeah. But like, I literally had all the clothes I ever needed as if I were moving to New York. Wow. So it was like really weird. Hmm. And I think I'd just taken a picture of me being like one way flight to New York. And I was like, whoops, kidding. Wow crazy yeah that is crazy so i went into the anything goes audition being like this is gonna be my best audition yet because yeah, i already have it you already, already have a i'm job. already booked <laughs> and, and 
And I think I was like talking to Caitlin about it because I was just like, so this is what happened. She goes, well, how do you feel? I was like, well, I feel like I would just go to this to on the town because I was just like, it just sounds like a, so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And so I did on the town. It was just so much fun. And I actually got to go on as an understudy too. That's great. So that was my first actual understudy yeah. experience. Did you have any rehearsal before that? Yeah, I thankfully I'd had some rehearsal. They given us like they video, mm -hmm, and we and so I and what was great about that was that it was at the Marriott Hotel in Lincolnshire. Yep, I've been there. Oh yes. Yeah. So you you know that NYC actors are housed in the hotel. That's great. And so they're like, You're right can, there. You, can you get? I was, it was like probably the best case scenario. Totally. I like didn't have to go an hour out of my way to get ready. I was just like, yeah, I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. Literally got a shower, got breakfast, and then went to the theater, met with my scene partner. And Chip has a very difficult song where it's very fast mm -hmm. and you have to say the same melody mm -hmm. and say different words. Okay. <laughs> while you're going, and Marriott's in the round. Yeah. And I was going in a circle. The round is hard too. It, and, but it was the best case scenario though. Yeah. Did you get to understudy any more after that experience? Yeah, I got to understudy... Jack Kelly yeah. at the Fireside. Newsies. Yes, and Newsies. And that was like also wild. Like when I got that offer, I just went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and the Fireside's great because they have a lot of understudy rehearsals. A lot. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I love so it. You're oh, so I love understudy rehearsals at you the get Fireside. To go for the entire show. The entire show. And everything's pre recorded. Yeah. So, so you're so actually singing with what you're actually going to be singing. Right. Whereas like when you're just singing with the piano, you're like, what am I, what am I actually going to hear? Like? Right. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome, though. Yeah. And okay. then I recently just did Sing in the Rain at the Olney, uh -huh. understanding Don Lockwood. I got to dance in the rain in costume. Mm. The, the fluorescents were on. It was just to piano, and it was the best thing ever. That's amazing. And so many people were like, did you get pictures? I'm like, if I did, I would have been thinking about what the pictures looked like. You were probably blacked out that entire time. Oh, they were like, how'd you feel? I was like, <laughs> well, I did it better than when I didn't do it with the rain. Um, oh, and then I also understudied... David on the Bullets over Broadway National Tour. The tour. Yes. So tell me then, what is there anything that you picked up while understudying? Like anything, any tips that you picked up while understudying to help you get better at that? Because you've done it a couple of times. Done now. a couple of times. It's never the it's same. Hard. It's, it's never hard. the same. With David, mm -hmm. it was a whole complexity. You know, it's a Woody Allen script. So you have to yeah. really dive into that. Um, and also David is not an easy role because he's very, um, I mean, it was written for Zach Raff. Yeah, that's right. So it was I'm very really... physical Yeah. as well as like, you're on stage most of the show. Yeah. Chip was, um, less difficult because he had one costume the whole show. Well, that's, so that I had nothing lot. to worry about except doing the show. Yeah. Like you could have put me on with Lulu's and a t-shirt and yeah. it would have been almost the same process. Whereas like David has a bunch of costume changes. That's what's such a struggle about understudying is that you have to also be tracking the backstage pattern. Yes. And what they're changing into and who they're helping and everything. Exactly. Everything involved. And actually, I want to say understudying in the round is easier as far as backstage tracking. Yeah, because you can, you're able to. You just go, around. yeah, that corner, this corner, this corner. Whereas like backstage on on a proscenium stage you're like i have to go all around this people yeah, i have to do my costume harder. change here and don like the one thing that scared me about don lockwood was the costumes yeah because he was in a million costumes and a million quick changes always on stage mm -hmm. 
like the uh, the costume supervisor i went to her and i just went i need his costume breakdown mm-hmm. i was just like I, I i'm clearly not going on but i'm yeah. gonna keep looking at it and it was like there was a they would have it written down to like this is where he gets his water break this is the only time wow. he can go to the bathroom this is where he has to be here not move and go and that it was insane did you have any system of like how you wrote things down like did you because whenever i understudy i like to color code things slash like i'm very i'm very well as a dancer yeah i visually see things and remember it easier yeah and then so do you like like doing it better than writing it all down yeah because then when i mess up then i know then i'll remember it yeah take me back to bullets over broadway because (sighs) Okay, so this was, when did you do this? This was 2015 to 2016. 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. So you had been out of school for about a year? A year, yep. Okay. I was approaching my graduating year Okay. when I auditioned for it in March, I think. So you're equity now, but were you equity at the time? No. This I, was a non-ectour? This was a non-ectour. Okay. And I was also doing Guys and Dolls at good speed at the time. Wow. And usually they like, they have a like a way where you can get your car to the end and I chose not to. Okay. Because I was just like, I'm not ready. Yeah. I didn't feel ready. I'm still going to ride this train. Did you have EMC points? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had a lot probably. Um. Well, you know, I did three months in Marriott and then I was going to do, felt like almost four months at Goodspeed. So That's I was cool. racking them up, but this was yeah. still when it was 52 when it was 50, points. yeah. Um, so um, I was not going to New York at the time. Mm-hmm. Or like, cause like it was close enough, and we had two days off. Mm-hmm. And then Annie Wallace, mm-hmm. she goes. Annie Wallace was in his class. Who's in my now class on the Aladdin tour, and yes, she was amazing, living her dream. <sighs> She's understudying Jasmine. So she was like, "Hey, are you going to the Bullets Over Broadway audition?" Yeah. And I go, "No." And they're like, "There's an invited call." And I'm like, <laughs> "Great." Message yeah. my agent. Uh-huh. They're like, "Great." I think an hour later, they were like, "You're in." We were in the middle of tech, <laughs> and I was like, crazy "Awesome!" Day. I'm I'm insane. Yeah. Um, and so. I I think the invited call was on a Tuesday or it was on a Monday and tech was the next day. Mm-hmm. And so I went into the invited dance call. They did a jazz and then a tap and then they sang us and they gave, and they also had given us uh, scripts beforehand as okay. well to like learn. And Mark Price was my date in Detroit. Oh my gosh. And I went, help me with this script. And, and he did? And he helped me. Great. And I never felt so confident doing something do like reading because yeah. I'm terrible at going in. <laughs> I'm amazing at cold reads. Yeah. That's why I think when I you have, have time to prep. <laughs> but when I have t- time to prep, I overthink everything or yeah. I do too little. Yeah. And that's just something that I know about myself. Whereas like, sure. like if I go into audition and they're like, wait, can you read this instead? I'm like, cool. And that's why I think I'm so right for understanding because they're just like, you have to go on now. Yeah. As all, you have all the prep in the world, but you're not prepared to go on yeah. until you go on. Until you go on. <laughs> So, I but I this was like the most prepared, and it was like a one-page scene. Yeah. But I was ready. Yeah. And so I sang the song that I did for my showcase, which is, um, I like myself from "It's Always mm-hmm. Fair Weather." Okay. And so I sang that in front of Jeff Whiting, who is an amazing director, and I sang my Gene Kelly song. Okay. And he did that. You know when you just you just see them and they lean. <laughs> And you're like, they're thinking of something. That's exactly <laughs> where my brain went. I went, he's thinking of something. Uh, and I had no intention of doing any of like trying to be an understudy for this show. I just wanted to. You just wanted to be in it. I wanted to be in it. Yeah. And he goes, Ian, can we bring you back tomorrow? And can you read for David? 
and I had to go, I have tech tomorrow. Yeah, so <laughs> and what did you do? So he was like, oh, that's, so, that's too bad. We need to tape your dancing then. So they taped my jazz and my and awful tap. tap. We love it. Oh, <laughs> like I just went. That is on tape for the rest of your life. Someone has that tape. Someone has it in the universe. Someone has it. Someone has it. And then I didn't hear anything mm-hmm. for a week. And then my agent called me and said I booked it. And wow, I went. So you only had one audition for this. Yeah. And I went. Great. <laughs> Literally, I just was like, and I went to my Shut dressing room and I went, I, I booked Bullets tour, the Bullets tour. And they were like, that's amazing. How long was that tour? Uh, with rehearsal, I think it was 10 months. 10 months? Mm-hmm. So, and you haven't done, you've worked equity contracts, but you've never done an equity tour? Not yet, no. Not yet is correct, because you will. What was it like working oh. on a non-ec tour? Honestly. Pros I- and cons. There, well, here's the thing. Touring yeah. is going to be a pro and con of itself. Yeah, it's a beast. It's a beast. And you're traveling the country, mm-hmm. sometimes on like eight-hour bus rides. Yeah. And that to me didn't bother me because like I did 14-hour road trips with my family because we didn't want to fly. Yeah. And, I was, and I loved that. So when they were like, it's going to be a 12-hour bus ride, I'm like, awesome. And people are like, oh. Yeah. And, I, and like, you know, I get it. It's mm-hmm. not for everyone. But mm-hmm. me, I was like, yay. Great. Great. Love being on the road. Love seeing the landscape change. Like, I think one time we finished Seattle and we drew, or we finished Colorado and we drove to Washington. Wow. So we were driving through the mountains. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. You know, just things like that are just like, you kind of have to enjoy those little things. Yeah. Um, like my favorite towns were, were Burlington, which we were there for one night. Mm-hmm. Seattle. I really enjoyed LA because I'd never been there before hmm. or Seattle. And I'd never been to the West Coast as far as Las like I never went past Las Vegas. Yeah. And and then going back to all the Texas states because yeah. I got Torchies tacos all the time. I love Torchies. Torchies. It's so good. It's so good. How many cities did you did you oh, guys go to? I feel well, and this is the con, mm-hmm. is that we did a lot of one nighters, mm-hmm. two nighters where we traveled one day and performed that night. It's tough. It's tough. Did you guys have a lot of injury or sickness? Um, we had one girl that we had to replace for a month, and then she came back because she she had a huge. It was weird. Like she didn't. I don't think she got injured on stage, but she woke up in pain, Hmm. and so she couldn't do the show that next day. Um, um, I don't think we had a whole lot of sickness going around. Thank goodness. Good. But. Just probably exhaustion. Exhaustion. And like they give you sick days. Like what's great is that you're like, you're allowed to take a sick day and just be like, I I need a break. Yeah. And like we have swings. So it's like, it's fine. Did you ever go on for your understudy track? I did not. Oh my gosh. I know. And so it was like one of those things where it just like, it just, the stars weren't in alignment for that show, unfortunately. But I was ready. That show I was ready for. And I would have loved to have done it. And I loved doing it in rehearsal. Maybe you have another opportunity. Oh. Who knows? Because I see some people doing that show again. Okay. It's happening. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, other pros. I'm trying to think. Well, huge pro was that we were all non-ec. Yeah. And I mean that in the sense that everyone was like, oh, it's a non-ec tour. And we're like, yeah, so. Yeah. And like, and because, you know, as an equity performer, I'm seeing shows and I'm like, huh. I'm, I'm approaching it now. I was like, I'm wondering why it didn't go equity. Mm-hmm. Not that should have gone equity. Yeah. I'm like, I'm curious because like I look at shows like, for example, Fiddler, who sure. I have many friends on that tour. 
And I was like, that's an odd show to go non-neck. I don't know why. And then I saw the show and I was like, it's still stellar. It was amazing. I saw it too in Chicago. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So like, like for me, it doesn't take anything away except that like I didn't have the opportunity to audition for. So I'm like, why am I complaining about people working? Yeah. So we all bonded on that. We were like, totally. There's many sides to that argument. Yeah. Many sides. And I, and I understand the argument of why tours, especially first national tours going non-neck. I understand the argument, Yeah. but the fact of the matter is, is that if they were going to produce that show, it had to go non-neck. Yeah. And because it did, I went on that tour, made some of the best friends I've ever made yeah, in my life. Yeah, and you also had a lot of really good, I mean, you worked with Broadway caliber people on the creative team. Almost everyone in the ensemble got a chance to do it again at a gunquit. Oh, cool. And so we got to do it with the actual set piece at the end where it goes from backstage to flip to... Um, on stage and then back to backstage. So we it was difficult on the road for people to understand that. Yeah. But when we did it at Gunquit, people were like, oh. And it was this huge movement that got spin that got spun by all the our tech people. Yeah. And I had to like climb up and then jump over things. And like the first time I did it, adrenaline was like hmm. up to my neck. <laughs> but like we got but basically at that point we almost did the Broadway show. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty and much it, the and, same thing. And it was just so it was like when we did it on the road, it was just like, so that's the only thing that we really didn't do? Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. You said at one point that you were offered your equity card but didn't take it. When did you eventually take your equity card? So I auditioned for a Wonderful Town at the Goodman Theater yeah. with Alex Sanchez. Love that. Because he was, he was um, auditioning, and he's from Chicago, so he's like part of that circuit, mm-hmm. very much so. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, I'm doing this show would you audition for it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I, <laughs> I was visiting Chicago at the time where they were doing their local auditions Oh, because they didn't have any New York auditions. And I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And so there was like, I'm not even kidding. I think 10 people yeah. for this dance audition, which was like great for me. Um, cause I was just like, great. I'm going to just dance my heart out. Yeah. And it was Fosse a lot of fun, really chill and like contained. And I was just like, this is so much fun. Hmm. And so then I got that offer and they offered me the non-net contract. And I just went, I I can't, I can't go on that contract. Like it needs to be an equity contract. And so my, my agent got off and then she goes, okay, you're going to be equity day one. (gasps) Yay! It's different for everyone. It is different for everyone. And I think I was like, I want to say Maybe like 10 points away yeah. as well yeah. that I would have gotten it anyway. You worked so many weeks though. Yeah. I mean, it's different now. It's only 25 at the time it was 50. Mm-hmm. And well, and, and I think, and what was great was that I want to say like 10 people made equity on day one with that show. That's so great. Do you have a dream role? Oh, God. Action or riff in West Side Story. Have you ever done West Side? No. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Are you kidding me? Yes, yeah, someone please give me just a... Put it out into the universe, Ian. You're getting West it side. this year. You're going to do getting, it. Okay, I'm going to do it. Broad, you're going you're gonna, to hey, hey. make it on Broadway uh, this year in that production of West Side <laughs> Um, What else? I mean, I honestly would love to be Don again in Singing in the Rain or, or Cosmo. Like that would be. Which one would, do you want to do more? Oh God, there's. Here's the thing, 
they're so even yeah. as far as notoriety and nostalgia for me that it's mm-hmm. just like one will be like my like playing the the leading man mm-hmm. like which I never do and then one being me yeah like they're both different sides of me that uh-huh. I usually don't show as far as an actor mm-hmm. and I would love to do either one that's awesome honestly I just want to oh, I'm just dying to do there's no dream role but I just dying before I get too old yeah what show oh Mean Girls, uh, Jagged Little Pill. Oh my God, yeah. No, like I want to be still be a kid. Yeah. You know. Um, Yeah, you get. You've been doing so many of these uh, old school traditional shows. I know. I need a pop rock show. Yeah, I would love to see that. And I'm dying. Jagged Little Pill is so good. I've heard, and I'm also dying just because I love Andy Blankenbuehler. I love. Yes, yes, yes. I love him, um, and I love his style. That I would love to do anything. Related to Hamilton. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, I feel like is in my wheelhouse. That's awesome. I feel like this is a really good question to ask every actor because aspiring actors always want to know this. The other day, Actors Equity, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post, but Actors Equity posts like every year, they post like an annual uh, report on employment. The last report that they have online right now is from 2016, 2017. Uh There were 51,000 members Uh in the union. That includes actors and stage managers. Right. And then only in that year, only 18,000 of them actually worked at one point or another. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and also, (laughs) the majority of actors in that year made under $15,000 working (sighs) as an actor Mm -hmm. and... 37% of that, which was really the heart, the majority of that, from $1,000 to $5,000. That's it. As an actor. So my question to you is, what are you doing in the... What do you do? What's your survival job? What other... What survival jobs have you had? I've I've done so many. Yeah. And I feel... Everyone does. I feel like I'm never going to stop picking up a new survival job sometimes. Yeah. Which is, like, not a bad thing, but it's... I'm just like, yep, going to have to learn a new skill. Mm -hmm. So I... When I got here, I started catering right away. Yeah. So I would, you know, be waiter, busser. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, eventually, um, through a lot of other jobs, I became a bartender and I would only bartend hmm. um, just because it's easier on my body. I'm interacting with people. I can kind of relax. Yeah. And so like, you like bartending better than. Oh, than well, and, and this is going to sound strange, but it's like you're talking the whole night. And so you're just like, and like when you're a waiter, you get rare access to like water is honestly kind of like the perk of being a bartender true uh, like people don't really take that at, for granted and i'm yeah. like or they take it for granted and i'm just like no that's important totally um so i did that mm-hmm. i front desk at a yoga studio that no longer exists but now i'm Great. front i'm now a front desk at this gym called switch playground great um and i also did it for epic interval training for a little bit so free gym memberships right there how often do you do this one um, three times a week. Yeah. And then I teach dance twice a week, one in New Jersey, one mm-hmm. in Long Island, both for varying hours and pay, but they both are gratifying in their own ways. Is this something that you do through like by yourself or do you do it through like a, a dance school? Dance uh, two, two dance uh, studios. Cool. Yeah. And then I've, uh, I've actually been a dance coach for MTCA as well. Great. Still am. Cool. You know, it's just like, that's some gratifying stuff. Do you ever like stuff. choreograph for, um... For, for uh, uh, like pre-screen videos. Yeah, I've stuff. done that. Cool. Yeah, that's fun. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's helpful to know. That you, you gotta you gotta have 
an open mind yeah. to the survival job. Certainly. Because it's not, it's honestly not just waiting tables. Yeah. It can be people, anything. It can be anything. I know a lot of people that work remotely too. That oh, yeah. work on their computers, work as virtual assistants, mm-hmm. do their mm-hmm. own thing. Do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like how many people do we know since we've been in New York that have decided to take up a like photography business? I know. Business? Those are the best. Or like, um, I'll design your website. Yeah. You know, just like things that are like clearly freelancing, but yeah. it's like, no, but you're good at it. Yeah. How often are you auditioning now? It's funny. <laughs> why is it funny? Okay, well, so, well, okay, this is, there's multiple reasons why it's funny. Okay. One, when, <laughs> when, when you first come to the city, you're like, I'm auditioning for everything, right? Oh, yeah. So you're auditioning for everything and everything doesn't want you. <laughs> right? <laughs> everything doesn't want you. Uh-huh. And it's hard some, for That's some good. people. I mean, even me, I'm yeah. just like, why don't they want me? Yeah. But you still go to everything because yeah. you have to go to 10 auditions to get one or 20 or 30. Totally. Um, and in that time of not even just everyone wants me, not everything is right for me. And then there are like, like we said about the pay. Right. The pay where you're just like, there are equity theaters, very well known, and their minimum a week is just like a little appalling. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, I can make more full time at my dance studio. You know, like I'm not full time at my dance studio, but if I was, I would make more, would not have money taken out for my pension, not Mm -hmm. taking money out for agents dues or union dues. Yeah. And you know what I mean? This opinion changes often as you get older. It does. When you first come out like of school, you're just willing to do anything. You just want to do anything. Yeah. Great. But that's how it's supposed to be done. Yeah. I feel like naturally that's how we should do it. Yes. And then we lose, we lose the, I will do anything because it's like, well, I can't, I don't want to sacrifice too much. Yeah. But at the same especially time, when it's you, like, well, like, do you want to perform when or you not? Have, when you like start having a family or you start like, or oh, you, yeah. you buy a place and it's like, okay, well your priorities change a lot. Yeah. Priorities change. A lot. And, but like at the same time, like I am, I am, well, I mean, I am willing to live by myself or like in a $500 like studio apartment. I don't know if that exists, but like, let's pretend it doesn't. No, but... no, no. <laughs> but like, I'm, 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 I'm I would like be, that. I would be willing to just like live off of ramen yeah. for a year. If that meant I went to every single audition hmm. just to grind it out. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. because like, again, I'm, I'm grinding it out in other areas of totally. my life. Here's my final question to you, ah. which is, take your time on this one. What advice would you give young performers who want a career in this business? Oh, man. That's a good question. Yeah. And I, I often think about what would I tell myself? Yeah. So if you're doing it now, mm-hmm. keep going. Don't let anyone tell you that you shouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. If you are discovering it, yeah. Don't stop discovering it. And I feel like that's something for everyone as well. That there's always something to discover. There's always something to learn. And it's something that I have to remind myself yeah. all the time. I'm always like getting on myself. I'm like, I need to play guitar. And yeah. so now it's recorded. So Ian must play guitar so if, starting tomorrow. So if I'm not playing guitar <laughs> the next six months, I... Someone beat him. Ma- Maggie, Maggie <laughs> will let the world know to get me to play guitar. Um, no, but you should always be striving for more. Yeah. And if you 
decide that you don't want to strive for more, then you don't be afraid to be okay to let that go. I love that. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we learned that very early on. Yeah, we did. And even like at school, I mean, our teachers always reminded us that you graduate college at some point, but that doesn't mean you you ever have to stop learning Mm -hmm. because you can't stop learning, especially as an actor through experience and through classes and through other people. Like you always have to keep on yourself to keep learning. Otherwise you'll never grow as a performer. Mm -hmm. You just, you just have to strive to keep learning. I love that. And I'm going, I'm going to make that a really good intention (laughs) for this year year. because I've, I made one of my intentions for this year is, is um, put words into action. Well, there you go. And so now it's strive <laughs> to learn. So you will be in Mean Girls or this year. Jagged Little Pill and Jagged Little Pill and Westside all sure, in the same sure. year. <laughs> and you will be playing guitar <laughs> all at the same time. All at the same time. Each limb for each show. I love that. Thank you, Ian, so much for coming. Thank today. you for having me. Aww, that was awesome. Yay. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barrow signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.